Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Let's go. Let's jump into it. Um, you know, so in, in the few months I've been here at Destiny Church in Marshfield, uh, I think we're coming up on like five or six months or something like that. I don't know if I've done a great job. At, actually, before I, I get into this, Pastor Chad, I was texting him this morning, and I'm glad I remembered this. He sent me a text. And, you know, I just, I just sent him a text this morning, just randomly felt led to, and I was like, hey, I was like, preach the house down. For those who don't know, Pastor Chad, he's our visionary, he's our lead pastor. We have two campuses, um, and he heads up the Republic campus. But I just sent him a text. I said, preach the house down, love on your people. I'm like, believe God for great things today. I'm like, love you, let's go, okay? Hype man. <laughs> uh, and then he goes, he goes, I'm not sure if you can use this anywhere in your message. He goes, but this is my prayer for Destiny Church. So I wanted to say this prayer over you for Pastor Chad because he's believing great things for this house. So this is his prayer. If you would close your eyes and just believe and receive with me here. It says, in the name of Jesus, I come against every curse and I reverse everything the enemy has said that's tried to stop God's purposes in this church, our lives and our families and our cities. He says, by the authority of Jesus, I declare that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And I declare that we will walk in victory. Our families will prosper. Our children will prosper. Our finances will prosper. Our influence will increase. Our church will be a place of hope and healing, and our church will see thousands saved. Our church will advance the kingdom of God. God's presence will always be welcome and evident in Destiny Church. The enemy is not in control. God is. We are more than conquerors. Freedom is ours. We were born for this exact moment in time. This is our season. We can and we will do things for Jesus Christ who strengthens us. Today I make known the end from the beginning in each of our lives. And by faith I declare our starting point will be yes. We believe and we win. And I proclaim all of this in the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on. So that being said, our, our theme for the year, I don't know if I've done a great job communicating this or not, but our theme for the year has been better days. Just believing um, us as a church, we would experience better days in, in our church, but in our homes, in our communities, in our workplaces. And um, really this, you know, this whole theme of better days has been based around this fact that us as a church, but also us as individuals, would experience holistic health holistic health, not, not just spiritual. And you'll, as you look back on some of the series from 2019, you'll see we, we talked about, you know, we, we had a panel. How can we get financially healthy, right? We, we talked about even physical health. How can I get physically healthy? And then obviously we've talked a ton about how to get spiritually healthy. And I feel like this year, especially for my wife and I, this has been a year of better days. Like this is honestly for us, I feel like this has been one of the favorite years of my life because of y'all, let's go, right? But also I'm, I'm pretty confident that this year for Destiny Church has been a year of better days too. And what's crazy is we've seen a ton of change and transition, but God's done something really incredible in this house. Would y'all agree? Come on. So um, as we continue in, in 2019, we're coming to an end. We found it appropriate to just bring our theme for the year back to the forefront and do a, a short series, probably going to be about a three-week series that's titled Better Days. And I really believe over the next couple of weeks, or basically what I want to do over the next couple of weeks is touch on some topics. And I believe if we apply these things to our lives, we won't have any other option but to experience better days. Because I believe, you know, 
as we're obedient to God's word, there's promises to be found. There's blessing in our obedience. Um, and that sounds like, to me, a whole lot like better days, amen? Living in the promises of God. So if you're taking notes, title of my message this morning, simple as this, not by sight. Not by sight. Y'all, y'all good? Y'all ready? Come on, I feel like preaching. Let's pray. Jesus, oh Lord, I just love you. And, and Father, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. God, that I get to do this on Sunday and Um, Lord, I I pray that right now you would use me in a divine way. I pray that you would be glorified in this place. God, I pray you'd use this message in a divine way. And everyone who's under this microphone right now, whether that's on a podcast or that's in this room, whatever it is, Father, I pray that right now in this moment, you would open up their heart to receive your word. I pray that we would be transformed by it. Let it shape and mold us into the the character of Jesus, Lord. That's who we want to be like. And um, Father, I pray as we hear your word, we wouldn't just be hearers, but we would be doers also. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, uh, you know, when I preached on Enoch a couple weeks ago, I talked a little bit about Hebrews 11 as a chapter, but Hebrews 11, if you haven't read it, or if you have, you know, it's a spectacular chapter in the Bible, okay? And that's not to say that all the other, you know, chapters in the Bible aren't useful or fruitful or good to read, but let's be honest, some chapters are just a little more fun to read than others, amen? It's, you know, the way I kind of view it, it's like going to the gym, like we all know we need to do leg day, fellas, right? But we want to do arms every day, and Hebrews 11 is arm day. That's just the way it goes. That's the way I see it. So um, right out the gate, when you, when you jump into Hebrews 11, right out the gate, you'll find yourself pretty, pretty much mind blown, okay? Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, it says this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. And the way I picture it, the writer of Hebrews, he almost, as he's writing this letter, he knows that, you know, he knows that the, the people who are going to be reading it are going to open the letter and be like, huh? Huh? Don't see what? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? That, that, that's a pretty dense verse, right? So, so the writer of Hebrews, he goes on to like, give an example of what having faith looks like. Verse 3 says, by faith we understand that the universe universe was formed at God's command so that what we see here, the trees, the land, the seas, the mountains, everything that we see was not made out of what was visible. So we can't see God, right? We can't see him, but he spoke and there was. So what we see came from what we cannot see. But this is some deep stuff, right? Like, this is pretty wild. But I'm especially fond of Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And this is what the ancients were commended for. I feel like Hebrews 11.1, 1, it just does this incredible job at simplifying this complex concept of what faith really is. Like, if someone was to come up to me and say, give me a definition of faith, I'd be like, okay, 30 words later, here I am, you know? In Hebrews 11, it just says, confidence in what we hope for, assurance about what we do not see. But here's the deal, and maybe you've experienced this, having assurance about what we do not see to others might seem pretty foolish, right? Because they don't see what we see. Like, you ever been in the workplace and someone laughed at you for believing in a God you couldn't see? But that's what faith is. 1 Corinthians 2.14, it touches on this topic. It says, but people who aren't spiritual, 
And if you're not spiritual in the room this morning, that's okay, glad you're here. I hope you leave this place spiritual. <laughs> it says, but people who aren't spiritual can't receive the truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. I, I, I can't understand that something we can't see spoke, and now we, you know, something we can't see made things that we can see. That doesn't make sense to me. That's what this verse is saying. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it, for only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. In this journey of having faith, where we've been open about our faith, there's probably been people who are like, Psh, that's for the birds, right? I don't see it. I don't have confidence in that. You might believe it's going to get better. I don't. But they don't believe in the God that we believe in. And I love how in those moments for us as believers, they can be a little discouraging, right? Like maybe you got that sibling who's just always shooting down your faith, and you're like, come on. It's just discouraging being around you, you know? But I love how the writers of Hebrew, he says, hey, believing in what you can't see is part of this whole faith thing. And for me, it's like, glad I'm not the only one, <laughs> right? And then, um, but he, here's what I'd like to suggest about faith for a lot of us in the room. And hear me, and I want, I want to explain this. I want to take time to break this down. But, but I think a lot of us, here's our, our thought process for faith. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, it defined what faith is. And for us, here's what I think we make faith in our life. Faith for salvation is fine, okay? Yep, yep, faith for salvation is fine, but to live by faith is foolish. I, and I don't know if a lot of us would admit that, but the way we live our lives says that. Faith for salvation is fine, but, we live, but to live by faith is foolish. So we read verses like John 3.16. Right? For God so loved the world, he gave his, only, you know, his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And we read that verse and we're like, yeah, that sounds good. I'm all in. Hey, I believe in Jesus. You know, he's good. He's my savior. That's it. He saved me. I'm going to heaven. I believe it. And maybe even that moment where we say yes to Jesus, you know, maybe that usually is an intimate moment, but you can't prove that to me. Right? When you say yes to Jesus, your skin doesn't turn blue saying, now you're saved right? No, it's we receive our salvation by faith. It's like I don't like I didn't get zapped by an anointed lightning bolt when I said yes to Jesus. I just now, I just believe, I just have faith. I can't see it, but I have an assurance about what just happened. I've just been saved, right? And I think with most of us in the room, we've had that moment. That's where we're at and we're good. We have confidence in being saved. But then when it's time to live by faith, we're like, oh no, that's foolish, right? So, so when I'm struggling to pay bills and God's word says that I should bring my tithe to the storehouse, I should give more money to the church, what? I can't even pay my bills, whoa, that's foolish, right? Y'all see what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, okay, so you, you trust God to save your soul, but God forbid he could bless your finances, right? So here's this verse in Romans, it says this, Romans 1.17, it says, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just that it is written, let's all say this together, the righteous will live by faith. Okay. So I read this verse and I say, you know, it is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. And here's what I want to 
here's what I want to break down this morning. This, this whole journey of faith, this walk of faith, this from faith to faith. And the way we get from faith to faith is by faith, okay? There are these, these three prepositions of faith that I want to break down this morning. Anyone confused yet? I just figured I could just get as much confusing stuff as I could, throw it all together and see where we end up. That, that's the plan for this morning. I'll break it down. So, so, <laughs> so <laughs> here we go. Who's ready? Yeah. So point one is this. Faith is the beginning from faith. From faith. Faith is the beginning. John, we see verses like John three sixteen. I already read it, but God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him won't perish, they'll have eternal life. When you say yes to Jesus, okay, when you step into a relationship with Jesus, my eternity changed. Then there's another verse, Ephesians 2, 8. It says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. By God's grace, through my faith, I've been saved, right? Now, I don't turn blue when that happens. I don't get zapped by lightning when I, when I say yes to Jesus, but by faith, I believe that through my relationship with Jesus, I've been saved. Are we all good? So that, that's, I put faith in Jesus that I've been saved. That's from faith. That's the starting point. The, the instant I experience the revelation that Jesus is Lord, the instant I trust and put my faith in the fact that Jesus saved me, he made me new, that Jesus saved me, he made me righteous, he made me right with God by dying on the cross and taking my sin. By dying on the cross, he traded my ashes for his beauty, right? There was an exchange that happened. He made me right in the eyes of God. When I put my faith in that, my life really begins. That's the starting point. And what's beautiful is, is you don't have to perform to earn that. It's faith. It's saying, Jesus, I will, I will say yes to what you did on the cross. I'll say yes that you're king. I'll say yes that you're Lord. Yes, I believe. And the Bible says you won't perish. You'll have eternal life with him. And here's the deal. We say yes to Jesus and we receive him by faith. And that's where we start. But I think a lot of times that's also where we finish as Christians. We utilize our faith, we put it in Jesus, and we think we're good, and we never pick, up, pick our faith back up and use it again. Truth be told, y'all, I think that's where a lot of us set our faith down. And just kind of continue on at life as normal in our own strength, trusting ourselves, trusting other people, getting let down, getting hurt, getting wounds. Because faith for salvation is fine, but to live by faith is foolish. Right? And I think a lot of us, for a lot of us sometimes, hopefully not for a lot of us, maybe just for some of us, uh, the race is over at the finish line. Or, or I'm sorry, the race is over at the starting line. But remember, there's, there's a process here. Faith is abstract. It's from faith to faith by faith. Okay? So one, from faith. Here, here's the deal. When we say yes, when we put our faith in Jesus, our whole life changes. Everything changes. And, and we're not just saying yes to Jesus, but when we say yes to Jesus, there's promises that are attached to serving Jesus, okay? I, I like to call these faith destinations. 
So when I come into relationship with Jesus, there's things that are guaranteed in my life because I'm a child of God now. There's things that I get to experience and things that I get to inherit because I'm friends with Jesus. So number one, right? Faith is the beginning. Number two, faith is a destination. So from faith to faith. Many of us, we've been misled to believe that faith, to have faith, to, or I'm sorry, many of us maybe have been misled to believe that faith is just belief in Jesus. And faith is just belief in Jesus, but faith in Jesus also has promises embedded within it. After we say yes to Jesus, we now have faith for what's ahead in our future. There's places that I can believe for. There's things that I can believe for now because of the God that I serve. When we say yes to Jesus, everything changes. We get the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we say yes to Jesus, there's promises he's made to be inherited. You know what a couple of those promises are? I I took all of these promises from different scriptures. He'll supply every need. He's working all things together for the good of those who love him. He'll give us peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. He'll help us. Those are promises that he gives us, right? But, but here's some unfortunate truth. Sometimes it's not going to feel like we're ever going to reach those faith destinations. God, I've been waiting on joy for a long time now. God, I've been waiting on breakthrough for a long time now. I've been waiting for you to supply my need for a long time now. So as I was putting this together, I wanted to think of, you know, what are, what are some examples that we see in the Bible where there's this faith destination that, that wasn't seen right away? And for some reason, you know, there's so many, but for some reason, I, I thought about Joseph and Mary right away, <laughs> right? You know, I guess it's because we're coming up on Christmas, so maybe that's appropriate. We'll be talking about this probably again in a couple of weeks. But, but think about Joseph and Mary. Mary wakes up like, ah, oh, I'm pregnant, Right? And Joseph's like, ah, I'm leaving you. I'm not the dad, right? And then God's like, no, both of y'all chill. This baby's from me. It's going to be Emmanuel, right? It's going to be God with us. I have a plan in this. Y'all stay together. Y'all are good. I'm working things together. Listen, y'all, there's nine months. Mary doesn't know. Joseph doesn't know, right? That baby might come out looking like Joseph's brother Billy. Who knows, right? They don't know. But they just had to trust God. It was, you know, from faith. They believed in God. They they were given a faith destination. Hey, this kid's coming. This promise is coming. But y'all just got to stay together until then and carry out business as usual by faith, believing that I'm taking you to faith, to the faith destination, to the promise. Is this making sense? Okay. So what's your faith destination this morning? what's the thing you're believing God for this morning that you haven't seen yet? Maybe you're in here and you're like, yeah, I've heard his promises, but I haven't seen them come to fruition. You know, maybe you're waiting on your healing, knowing he's able. Are are you waiting on that job, knowing he's the supplier of all your needs? Are you waiting on the marriage to get better, knowing he can restore relationships? But here's what happens all too often. We see the storm, we, we, we see the waves, you know, we see the winds, and we lose faith. 
that we'll ever get to the other side. We lose faith that we'll ever get to the destination because the waters are a little too rough. And I'm going to say this a couple times this morning, so maybe, maybe write this down. It's easy, to, it's, easy, it's easy to live by sight. It's easy to live by sight. It's easy to give up. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to feel like it's not going to happen. It's uncomfortable to live by faith. But I think if we can prepare our minds and our hearts with that and just trust that God is who he says he is, and we go into it saying, you know what, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, that's okay, because living by faith is uncomfortable. I mean, I'm having assurance about a thing I cannot see. That's going to be uncomfortable, right? Living by sight is easy. It's uncomfortable to live by faith. But remember, and here's the whole concept, if we're going to see better days, church, here's what I want you to walk out of here knowing. We live by faith, not by sight. We got to live by faith, not by sight. From faith to faith, by faith. That's it. Kim, if you would mind jumping up on the keys here. I'm calling you up a little early, so I'm not that close to being done yet, so hang in here with me, okay? <laughs> don't, don't, don't be checking out. Don't be checking out. <laughs> I was counseling a friend this week, and I um, felt stirred to share the same story that I shared with you, or share with you guys the same story I shared with them. And um, Those who know me, or, or we've talked about the Bible, y'all know Matthew 14, Peter walking on water, you know, Jesus, that whole thing. That's like, that's my Bible story, okay? Nobody else's, it's mine, it's Mark's, okay? For real, that Bible verse just met me as a teenage kid. You know, Oceans was coming out that same time. Spirit, lead me where your trust is with us. You know, I'm, I'm listening to it, crying through the whole thing. And, um, you know, for me, it was like I felt like I was this young kid running from the Lord who had a call on his life. And it's just like, I don't know, something about Peter just like busting through. Everyone else is scared and hiding in the boat. And I felt like that's what I was doing. But Peter just like, ah, I'm just going to step out on the water. For me, it was like just this gave me courage, you know. So I, I want to share this story with you, but, but there's a nugget in this story that I didn't find till about a year ago after years and years of reading this story. Don't be trying to figure it out before I tell you either. Matthew 14, verses 25 through 33, it says that shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to the disciples, right, walking on the lake. Just a little background. Jesus has been up, up on the mountain praying. He sent the disciples across the lake, and, and now Jesus doesn't have a backup boat, so he says, I'll, I'll just go walk on the lake. That's how I'll get there, right? So he just starts walking across the water. Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. They cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter, he says, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you on the water. Loudmouth Peter, I love it. Jesus, unintimidated, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat. He walked on the water and he came towards Jesus. But when he lived by sight, I'm, I'm sorry, but when he saw the wind, right, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why, why did you doubt? 
So I, the way I kind of picture it, Jesus, he pulls him up out of the water. He's just standing on the water like it's solid ground. And he pulls up Peter out of the water, throws him over his shoulder, and walks him back to the boat. And it says, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you're the son of God. Yeah, you're the real deal. So, so up to this point, uh, uh, we've seen how to experience better days as believers, to, to live from faith, to faith, by faith, right? We said faith in Jesus was the beginning of this whole new life, full of new promises, full of new blessings, full of restored relationships and healing and a new life in Jesus. We also talked about how there's, you know, there's, there's promises to be found, these faith destinations from faith to faith. But when we're at the starting line, I've said yes to Jesus, and maybe a lot of us find ourselves here this morning. I've said yes to Jesus, and I've heard the promise, but man, it's, when I'm looking at the other side, I feel like I'm, I'm traveling in that boat, and the, and the winds are, are raging, and the waves are big, and maybe we find ourselves, I'm from faith. I see the two, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. It looks like there's really no destination in sight. How am I going to get there? And my last point is three is faith is a lifestyle. We're going to get there by faith. We're going to get there by faith. Remember 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We live by faith, not by sight. So you know what, devil? You have permission to put waves in my path. You can do whatever you want. It's not going to shake me because I'm not looking at what you put in front of me. I, I, I'm looking at what's in my heart. I'm, I'm looking at who I said yes to, right? I'm, I'm trusting the God that I serve. I have faith. I have assurance about what I cannot see. I can't see still waters, but I believe in the God who makes water still. It's easy to live by sight. Ah, there's waves. It's easy. It's easy to get angry, right? It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy to isolate yourself. It's easy. It's easy to look at situations and circumstances and, and then respond with behavior to what we see. It's, it's uncomfortable to respond with faith. It's uncomfortable to live by faith. What I've found in my own walks, a lot of times living by faith even looks foolish. What do you, what do you, why aren't you mad? Oh, I would have punched him in the face, right? Wait, wait, why, why aren't you sad? Why aren't you sad? Because I have faith in a God. You have, you have faith in a thing you can't see, you better believe it. That's what faith is. Hey, let's read Hebrews together, right? Living by faith, living by faith means I'm just gonna abide in his spirit. Right? I'm just going to stay close to Jesus. I'm just going to trust him. I'm just going to remember what he said. Right? I'm just going to stay next to him. Even if the winds, even if the waves are storming, you know, even if it looks like I'm going to lose this, even if it looks like the relationship's going to fall apart, even if it looks like the house is going to go, it, it doesn't, even if it looks like the addiction is never going to be broken, I'm going to lean on you, God. I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to have faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. I'm not going to look at the winds and the waves. I'm, I'm going to trust you. 
Lord knows that ain't always easy. <laughs> you know what? It, it, it's no accident that the week you decide to put partying down, homegirl's birthday bash is downtown, right? Isn't that the way it goes? Isn't that the way it goes? Right? The, the week you decide to get your eyes pure, business trip, you're in a hotel room for four days by yourself. Good luck. <laughs> but you know what? The winds, the waves, I don't see them. I don't see them. I'm going to live by faith. I'm, I'm going to trust God in this. It doesn't matter my situation. It doesn't matter my circumstance. I, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus. I'm going to keep my ears open to Jesus. I'm going to see a victory. Come on. Right? Let me tell you this. Living by faith is sometimes uncomfortable. You, you literally might lose friends. Let me tell you that. You might lose friends. It might get harder before it gets better. Can I just be real with you as your pastor? Like, living by faith is so fruitful, but it's uncomfortable. I want you to know that. But to get from faith to faith, we can only get there living by faith and not by sight is looking at the waves and the winds of life and saying, you will not stop me from getting to my destination because the God I serve stills the winds and the waves. So this brings me back to Peter and Jesus. I'll pick up at the second half of verse 29. Yeah, so. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water, came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And we all focus on this. We all know, we get it, Pastor Mark. He, you know, he looked at the storm, he looked at the winds, he looked at the waves and he starts to sink, okay? He got distracted. He wasn't living by faith. He wasn't walking by faith. Yes, that's part of it. That's a perfect illustration and that's good. But let's go on. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. He said, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? Here's what I want you to understand. The minute Peter started to drown, he was saved in that moment. It says immediately Jesus reached out his hand, right? Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. God, I'm, I'm stuck. I don't know what we're going to do. Immediately God responds. God, I'm struggling with this addiction. I need you to break the chains. Immediately, God's intervening. Immediately, he, uh, he saves you on your behalf. God, I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life. Immediately, you're saved. Immediately. But check this out. Here's the nugget I've received years after, after years and years of reading this verse. He says, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, then what? Then the storm stopped. When was he saved? Immediately. Was the storm still going on when he was saved? You know, I, I think about it. Peter drops down into the water. Jesus picks him up, throws him over his shoulder. And you know what? Peter's hanging over Jesus' shoulder, right? See the boat's over there. If he would have been doing this, hanging over Jesus' shoulder, he, he still would have seen the storm. And you know what? Here's what I think happens with a lot of us. Jesus picks us up immediately. But as we're over his shoulder and he's carrying us back to the boat, we look around and see the storm, so we, we get off and we, we try to swim by ourselves. Throw me a life raft! Throw me a life raft! Help me! In our own strength, we try and do it. Listen, how about you just live by faith? Just abide. Because, because and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. We just need to abide. Yeah, I, I trust you're taking me there, Lord. I'm going to stay close to you. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm on here. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, hey, sorry, I doubted you for a second. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Right? 
and he sets him down in the boat and then the wind stops. Church, if we want to experience better days, man, can we just trust God that he is who he says he is, that he's going to do what he says he's going to do and and if it's not on our timing, that's okay because God, you're able. God, you're able. I think some of you just need to hear, you know, I don't have this verse in there. It's a, you know, maybe you're familiar with it, Galatians 6, 9. Don't grow weary in doing good. At the right time, you'll reap your harvest. I think some of you, maybe, maybe you found yourself, man, I'm just ready to give up. on. And maybe it's not even anything like super wild and tragic. You just haven't felt real close with the Lord. And you've been coming to church every week, and you're like, man, I just, I don't know if this God thing's for me. I don't know if I really want to be all in. I just want to say this to you. Don't grow weary. Don't grow weary. Don't jump off his shoulder. Don't stop trusting him. Don't, don't stop living by faith. You know, I, I always say this is, the, you know, like Colossians says, this is the thing we were created through and for. The, the reason you're here, the reason you got breath in your lungs is because God, there's things that he wants to do in you and through you. He wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants to help your family. He wants to help you. He he wants to provide for you. He wants to supply all your needs. There's nothing better than serving Jesus. There's nothing better than being in relationship with Jesus. And I love that last verse 33. It says, than those who were in the boat. So so here's a little nugget. Who's watching you go through your trial? Who's watching you sink? And here's what's going to happen. If we can sink and trust God while we're sinking, trust God while he's carrying us back to the boat, that's a process, right? But there's a whole group of 11 dudes in the boat looking to see, oh, oh, oh. And then they get back in the boat. And and just Peter? Just Peter worships him? No, no, no. See, your life isn't just about you. Trusting God, people are watching. People are going to see God through our life. People are going to come to know Jesus through our life. But a big part, what is this? This is... People are going to see Jesus intervene in your life, and they're going to say, you know what? Yeah, I I think I want to serve the God you serve. How do we smack a spider and then go back to this? It says, then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you're the son of God. Listen, if we want to experience better days, if we, want, if we want our family to experience better days, if we want our coworkers to experience better days, if you want your pastor to experience better days, we're all on the same team. We all got the same dream, right? The same mission. We got to live by faith so I can watch God intervene in Jody's life and I can say man if he did it for Jody maybe he'll do it for me I can watch I can watch God intervene in Tommy's life right and if God did it for Tommy surely he can give me hope he, you know God can intervene he can give me strength he can set me free right we have to live by faith if we're going to experience better days let's not go into 2020 without the mindset that it's going to be uncomfortable but I'm going to live by faith I'm not going to look at the winds. I'm not going to look at the waves. I'm going to trust God in it. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.